Hi guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That is me. I am she. So I'm really, really excited about this week's episode, and I kind of just want to jump into it because I really don't have that much of a life update for you guys. Uh, I did give a pretty chatty life update on YouTube. If you're listening to this now, it would have been posted on Sunday. So two days ago, you can go on my YouTube channel. I will link that in the show notes, but I did a really chatty and kind of candid and a little bit vulnerable life update for you guys. And just kind of noted a few things that I have learned about myself lately, especially in the mental health space. So you guys can go check that out on that video on YouTube, but I really want to get into this episode and kind of talking more about my friend, Ella. She's absolutely amazing. And I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. If you are coming over from Ella's social channels, hi, I'm Peyton. Nice to meet you. I hope you love this episode of the podcast. It was such a joy to have Ella over to record. So I became friends with Ella just on social media. We were following each other on Instagram and TikTok, and I've just loved following her story. And we had the chance to actually meet in real life a couple of weeks ago at a Nasty Gal and Sports Illustrated event. And it was just very natural. She just is, you can tell, just so humble and kind and very easy to get along with, super smart. And it's, like I said, been a joy to follow along her story and then to meet her and like meet the person that you see on the internet. That is really rare that you meet someone who just gives off the same vibes in person that they give off on the internet. And I absolutely love that about her. So I knew I had to have her on the podcast and she was sweet enough to come down to downtown Los Angeles to one, go to lunch with me. And we had a little chat before we started recording, had an Aperol spritz or two, and then come over and just kind of spill the tea on everything and give you guys a really solid look at her story and um, answer some questions you guys had for her. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Ella, I saw her first on Instagram. And then I saw her on TikTok. She is big on both platforms and she is doing them in such a positive, healthy way, in my opinion. And I can totally see why she's blown up in the last year or so. I mean, we'll discuss more about that, how she kind of like worked to establish kind of a base and a good foundation for something like that to happen to her, for her to blow up. But one thing she's done that's very notable in the last year is she put, or she put a video in for these Sports Illustrated Swim Search. For those of you who don't know, SI does the Sports Illustrated Swim, does like a swim search on the internet. And they've done it for the past like five years, I think. And basically people from all over, like so many women, like so many submissions, submit their videos and explain why they want to be a Sports Illustrated model. And Ella was a part of that this year. And she's actually um, submitted videos previously, but she essentially won that this year. And there's, I think, I think maybe like 13 to 15 of them, the SI swim search, you know, quote winners who were in the magazine this year. So Ella is officially a sports illustrated swimsuit model. And from that, she's just done so many things with the opportunity that she has both carved out for herself and that that has given her on top of that. And I think she's just such an inspiring person. And again, just so down to earth and cool. So I can't wait for you guys to meet her. And I don't want to chat anymore just because I don't want to like ramble on and on and on before we start talking to Ella. So let's get into today's episode. Here is Ella Halikas. 
Okay, guys, so I'm sitting here with my friend Ella. We have gone to lunch. We have had our Zinkle bowls. Yes. We've had a little bit of a spritz moment. So good. We've had some tea spilling already. <laughs> yes. And now we're ready to start talking about today's various topics. But I wanted to start first by kind of letting Ella introduce herself Mm -hmm. give us some more information and kind of talk about the last year of your life or so, because that's been like a crazy journey yeah. as we've discussed. So just take us through all that is Ella yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. year or two. Right For now. sure. So I was living at home in the Bay area and I moved down here in May of last year. So May of 2020, crazy times with COVID and everything that was going on. I kind of moved down here last minute, a week's notice gave my parents moved out what? Didn't have a job or anything. Like it was nuts. Let's yeah. pause. Yeah. <laughs> why? Like what made you do that? So the why behind it was like realizing I just had like so much potential and that like I wanted to really tap into that. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was just like all bottled within me. And like I was a server. I literally worked at a restaurant and I was like, I want to be shooting because I was also signed in SF as a model, but like okay. I wasn't working. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to be in LA. I want to tap into my potential. I want to like meet other creatives. I want to be filming content for TikTok. Like why am I bottled in at my parents' house where I was born and raised? Like I don't really need to be doing this. It's okay. not fulfilling enough. So I was like, I'm sending it. I'm going, it's time to make a change. So I moved and then I came down here and I had like no friends here. I didn't know anyone had one girl that I knew ended up moving to New York. So then I had to find another roommate after like four months of living here. It was like okay. so stressful, <laughs> but now I live with like a great girl named Nikki and we've been like friends since we were kids actually. So okay. it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, it's been literally insane. I started to do more modeling with my agency at the time. Mm -hmm. Everything was kind of shut down. So it was like such a hard time to move. Things weren't open. There weren't a lot of jobs. So I had to kind of like navigate and like figure out what to do. So I really focused on social media content creating, building my platforms. It was slow at first, but then, you know, with SI and everything, as we progress yeah, in this yeah. story, yeah. <laughs> things started picking up quicker. But yeah, I made the jump and I'm so glad I did. Oh, my gosh. OK, so you you moved out here. Yeah. And then what? So I moved out here and I basically was like, all right, I need to start reaching out to brands. I need to be setting up shoots. I need to be setting up content creating days where I just film TikToks for the day. So I started reaching out to brands on like DM, like email. It's just like, it's hard to put into words exactly what it was that like happened. It was more of just like a consistent habit of like grit and consistency of like pushing to get my name out there and like be that change in the industry and like help curve and plus size girls get on the map. Like it was just more of like a consistent effort towards it rather than one thing. Okay. Do you know I what I mean? Totally understand. I think that's the, when I personally get asked about blogging, mm -hmm. like we've talked about, I, um, it's not like one thing that made anything happen. It's right. over years, every right. single day, doing a little bit, doing a little bit, doing a little bit and feeling like you're kind of doing nothing or nothing's happening to you for a while. Right. You know? So you're out here. Did you sign when you first got out here with any agencies in L.A. or? Yeah. So I was signed with an agency that was SF and L.A. based. Mm -hmm. So I had some work through them, but everything was really slow. Okay. So especially I especially with COVID. Yeah. And so I wasn't really exclusive. So I was able to do a lot of my own work. So that's how I was doing like a lot of like smaller paying jobs just to pay the bills throughout the week. Okay. And then, you know, I started picking up with my TikTok and my followers. So then I was able to charge for brand deals. But yeah. like, I didn't have agents. I didn't have anyone navigate this all. I kind of just did it on my own. Exactly. I would make my own media kit. And like, it was, yeah, it was a grind. But I mean, it's paid off and yeah. a lot has changed now. But that's kind of how I got started with it. Okay. So when you first moved out here, mm -hmm. were you more like 
modeling heavy, like traditional, you know, through an agency or through yourself, even booking modeling jobs? Or were you doing more like stuff on your own platforms, like kind of more as like an influencer vibe? It's funny because I think it correlates. So it definitely correlates. It definitely. So the more that I was growing on Instagram and social media, the more that agencies and agents and brands would take me more serious and be like, oh, Ella like looks great in that outfit. Little do they know it's not for modeling. It's for social media. But because they see me in their brand, they now want to book me for e-com. So it's like that's how I kind of got my foot in that door, Mm -hmm. I think, was through social media. Yeah. I feel like social media can really help anything you want to do, right? It could be modeling. It could be fashion. It could be whatever it is. Pranking people on YouTube. I mean, if that's your passion, social media can get you there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's cool to see you use that tool because especially during COVID, we've seen so many people blow up. Right. Um, we're talking about Remy Bader for one. Insane. Blew up because like it's just everyone's at home. Like, okay, what do, what do I do now? Like, okay, right. let's just post on the internet and see what happens. Yeah. And like, it's really worked for some people, and it really worked for you, obviously. Okay, so I want to talk about your experience with SI. Explain to me that process mm-hmm. in terms of you, you like sent in your video right. and all of that stuff. Explain to me like the timeline on that and that process. And then also like when you found out and all that stuff. Okay, cool. So I've tried out, if you're listening to this, that like I tried out for three and a half years. So it wasn't just like an overnight thing. I didn't just get it handed. Like it was, it was a grind. Yeah. Um, I started trying out in Hawaii. So I went to school in Hawaii. Oh, and so freaking cool. I know. It was We're gonna literally back up to that insane. In a second. Okay. Yeah. But I was studying journalism. Like I didn't want to be a model. And then I started to realize that I could do it by just posting like my Instagram photos and bikinis mm-hmm. and it kind of worked. But I tried out in 2018 was my first video. Then 2019, didn't get it, but got my video reposted. So I kind of had that false sense of hope. Yeah. Then I went to Miami last minute, flew there, you know, no money, fucking like just part of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if we that. can cuss on here. You can cuss for sure. Um, okay. For sure. And I flew there and I waited in line. I did the whole casting call and it didn't work. I've done that. Really? So I used to do swim week every year just for work. Like we went with um, Dermalogica one oh, year okay. just as a brand trip. And then they had that our hotel was right next to it. So me and a friend were like, the okay, let's go. Yeah. We went like at 6 a.m. one morning and just like sat through the whole process. Amazing. And I didn't honestly, know that. It was, it was really fun. I've actually met. I met two or three girls that I already knew there and we became like internet friends. And that's Love it. that. Yeah. It it's was still a really cool experience. That was a while ago, though. That might be the second time it ever happened. That yeah. I did that. Yeah. Huh. So I did that, didn't work out, didn't get it. I was like devastated. By this point, it's like, okay, after two years of trying, like, do you even want to do this anymore? Like, you know, and you're putting yourself on the line. It's, you know, you're putting yourself out there. It's, it's hard. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. So then after it was 2020 well, pandemic. Also, let's rewind yeah. for a second for some of you who don't, don't know about the SI swim search. Basically, you, most people, a lot of people, put in a video on their social media tagging right. SI, right? And, and tagging, all the editors. Yeah. And she, you put your video up saying like why you want to be a part of Sports Illustrated and you post it on your social media. Right. So this is you, this is some people, a lot of people who actually were in it this year, I feel like we're doing it for a couple of years before, like mm-hmm. a ton of girls who made it this year. A lot, yeah. Were posting like every year, like, hey, me again, like this is what I really want and putting a lot of effort into these videos and then posting it on the internet, which is such a... I post things on the internet all the time and I had to get over being scared, but that's like a whole new level of just like being so vulnerable and open with your followers right. and putting yourself out there really for people to like, like shit talk you or whatever it is. Like right. people can just like 
when you put yourself out there, it's easy for people to talk about it, right? Totally. In bad ways. So it's really brave yeah. to do it at all. And then to do it for so many years in a row for everyone who did that, you know, right. to keep going. And obviously it paid off because mm-hmm. it ended up working at the end. But like, that's one thing, the question I talk about and the thing I talk about a lot on this podcast is just like getting over the hump of what people think and like people caring about what you're doing. And right. we talk about that so much. So that's such a good point to make because you did it. There's a couple other girls that I know that I, I would see their videos every single year. Yeah. And then this year, a lot of those girls are in the Sports Illustrated magazine. So right. that's really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. So you did that. You did your video. Totally. Yeah. So I did that. I did the videos. So you submit a video online, tag whoever. I did that for a couple of years. Didn't work. So then 2020 came pandemic. We didn't really know if it was still going on or if they weren't doing it anymore. And then I decided to do it and I like post on my story and I was like, should I do it? Should I not? I was like really nervous for this one. Like I really didn't know if I was going to do it. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. And so I did it. You know, I made this one like my best video. I hired a videographer. I paid the most money for it. Like I had never invested in my career like that Mm -hmm. until this moment. And I was like, I just want it to stand out. I want this to be the year. So I did it. It was great. Loved the video, how it turned out. And then, you know, got some traction. It was at the time I was starting to grow a little bit. And then we Were didn't you hear anything. Here already? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was in LA. So that was in August. Okay. I was living in West Hollywood at the time. It picked up some traction, still didn't hear anything for months. All of us didn't really know like what was going on. What were the next steps? We all didn't really know. Kind of took a while. And then at the beginning of this year in like January, I want to say, uh-huh. we got castings. So then they started giving us some casting, like, or not casting, but like callbacks, because yeah. our casting was the video. Okay. We Did got they a callback. DM you? Yeah. So okay. they DM'd and they're like, check your email or like, what's your email? Yeah. Like, we're sending you something. And they basically are like, congrats, like, you have like a Zoom, you know, callback with the editors. And I was like, oh my God. Like, okay. I'm finally <laughs> seen. I'm finally recognized. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Well, so then it's like go time. You're yeah. like, let's, let's fucking go. You're like, let's it's go it. time. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, yeah, the time is now. So, We did that. I hopped on the call. I was so nervous. I was like racing home from Malibu from a photo shoot. I had 10 minutes to get ready. It was like literally insane. Yeah. Got on the call, was so stressed, literally like shaking because I had no idea like how this was going to be or like Mm -hmm. what I was going to do. And so I got on the call and Jasmine Sanders was on there. Okay. That's Golden Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, So Golden Barbie on Instagram and anyone that doesn't know her, she's like an SI model, like legend cover model insane legend legend so i was like oh my god like total fangirl like no way yeah yeah so it was so exciting it was a great call but you know i didn't know if i had it like i got off the call feeling a little like i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know but i got to share my story yeah like it was just like nerve-wracking yeah like was i too nervous did i say the wrong thing like overthinking overthinking the whole thing (laughs) okay so then after i got off the call and we didn't hear anything for months on end after that and i was like i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know for like whatever then it was pretty much crickets. Then I heard, I want to say it was in March mm-hmm. or right before April or March, we got a call and it was another callback audition. And at this point I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Like, yeah. like now I like feel more confident. Like I feel like I really got this. So we hopped on another call and I was like, damn, like what are we going to say now? You know, mm-hmm. like I've already kind of shared my story and who I am. So I get on the call and there's like 14 of us, 15 of us at the time, actually. And MJ and all the editors on there. And MJ starts out by saying. And MJ's the head editor. (laughs) MJ's the head editor of SI. And she starts out by saying, and was like, all right, guys, like, I just want to start off by saying you're looking at the top 15 Sports Illustrated finalists of 2021. 
And we were like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Did you know any of the girls yet? Or have you, had you yes. followed them on the internet? And stuff yeah. Yet? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I was friends with a couple of them, actually. Okay. So we were like, oh, my God. Like, hey, girl. Like, hey, girl. Yeah, like, yeah. no way. Like, oh, after we got on the call. And we were like, oh, my God. Crazy like, hey. moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a crazy, surreal moment. And then... After that, we found out that we got it and that the next steps were that we were going to go shoot in Atlantic City for the Sports Illustrated shoot. So we were like, oh, my God, let's go. Like, you know, like we're packing our bags here soon. Like and that's when like a lot changed for me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, more opportunities presented themselves. I started to grow quicker on social media. Like a lot open like of doors open for me. Right. Yeah. And then after that, we went to the shoot in May. I want to say, I'm like, so like, what date is it today? (laughs) I think it was in May and it was insane. It was the best experience ever. We had mentors of like Camille, Haley, like Jasmine Sanders, you know, Kate Bach. All of them were amazing. All SI models right now. Yeah, Yeah. That were all our mentors. So it was such a cool experience. Loved the team. Love everyone. We got along so great. And then after that, the next steps were all right, like I, let's get ready for swim week. Mm -hmm. So then we went to swim week in July and that was like insane. Like swim week was the first moment I felt like so on top of the world when I stepped on the runway. Like I felt so liberated, free, like beautiful, confident. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, this is my time. Like it was insane. Yes. Like such a cool experience. So then after that, we didn't really hear much. And then we found out that Usually we find out top six, mm-hmm. top six of the 15 usually means that you get to be in the magazine, the print copy. Okay. Then the others that, you know, don't make the top six, they'll still be in the digital copy online on the okay. digital magazine. Yeah. yeah. So we we're like, oh my God, like who's top six, who's top six. Like they were going to announce it. We're all like freaking out. Then we come to find out that all 13 of us made it in the magazine. So it was like so amazing. Yeah, I'll yeah. never forget that. Like wow, like I'm going to be in the print copy. That's unreal. Uh So then it was kind of last minute. We found out that we were all like invited to go to launch. So then the launch of the issue came out. I was at a shoot in San Francisco that morning, ended up flying that night to Fort Lauderdale Mm -hmm. through the night, had a red eye, woke up in the morning and was like, Oh, call time 7am for makeup. I was like, Oh my God. You felt like you're like living the celebrity life at this point. Like it was insane. That's wild. Like it was Unreal. I had never experienced something like this in my life. And this is within, you know, barely within a year of you deciding to stop serving and start like living your fucking life that you wanted to live. Yeah. And now you're red eyeing across the entire country (laughs) to Sports Illustrated launch. That's unbelievable. It was, it was unreal. It really is. And like looking back on how far I came, like it is just so surreal and crazy and I'm so thankful, but yeah, flew there, had an awesome weekend. Like the whole launch was amazing. It was my first time ever getting like a stylist, hair, makeup, like got to experience the full experience. And so during launch, I actually had no idea what the magazine looked like. Okay. So I got there and I was like, I have no idea what photo they chose. I don't know what it looks like. I don't okay. know what page I'm on. Were like, you waiting to kind of well, have a moment for that? After my shoot in SF, I took an hour before I had to go to the airport. My dad picked me up. Uh, we drove around all of SF trying to find the magazine. Not At there. Every store, nothing. Yeah. CVS, Walgreens. I called uh-huh. 20 <laughs> bookstores in San Francisco. And I was like, today just launched Sports Illustrated. Do yes. you guys have the Sports Illustrated? And they're like, no, ma'am, buy. No, ma'am, buy. Like, and I was like, what? No. I called Barnes & Noble. They didn't have it yet. Okay. And I was like, where is this magazine? I need to see this image. Like, yeah, this yeah. is crazy crazy okay so then when i got to florida they had it of course all over the tables yeah. it was like the launch of the I issue i just stalked your tiktok like 
two nights ago or last night and okay. I saw this video of you opening it for it. the first time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was a real video of you seeing it for the first time. Real video of Not me seeing staged. it for the first time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I finally get to the airport and I was like super let down that I didn't get to see it yet. But then I look, I literally look to go get a water bottle at the airport market and That's I fair. look and it's there. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I like sprinted to the stands. Yeah. I like grabbed a magazine. I'm like waiting in line. I'm like, do I open it and like show people like yeah, I'm yeah. in this? But I like got it. I sat down and I was like, I have 20 seconds, like literally 20 seconds before we board. Yeah. I'm opening this magazine and I'm filming it. And I opened it and I was like immediate shock and yeah. just like tears, like mm-hmm. no way to describe it. Like yes. it was like four years of blood, sweat and tears in a photo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And people only see like the success of it and the photo and the glamour. And, and it's not like, even just uh, that the blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. Tears kind of can be like the emotional element of that, but like so much emotional labor, so much, so much, so, so many times you to turn and be brave Yeah, in the face of your peers and the face of people. Family. Who might, yeah. Oh God. Are you oh, kidding me? My you grandma, <laughs> you know, she wasn't too excited <laughs> yeah. about these photos. Like, so it was, it was so hard. Weird. Like you're putting yourself on the line, but yes. seeing it was like, wow, like hard work always pays off. And mm-hmm. it was awesome to see that. I went and celebrated the launch. It was also so freaking cool. I had a full page and yeah. like, I had no idea like that was a shock. And like to just see my full page there was just like unbelievable. Yeah. No words can explain that feeling. Yeah. yeah. No one can explain like it. Well, that's really a pinnacle, like a mad totally. like you being on the top of your industry in that magazine. Totally. And you worked so hard for that. Totally. So that's a crazy thing. It was really amazing. It was really crazy. So yeah. that's, I want to try to say, talk about her story more because like that was so fast. Right. It was you prepped yourself for it for years, right? And you were ready for it, uh-huh. but when it when that like kind of started, it just ne- didn't stop, and it so far has not stopped at all. It's right. like going, you're going crazy right now. So with your growth on social media and things like that as well. So let's talk about the social media growth thing. Yeah. So when did you notice yourself really starting to gain traction on social media? And like, what do you think led to that? Right. I would say getting in early on TikTok was the best thing that was for my career. And I know I bash TikTok all the time because the censorship of plus size bodies, Mm -hmm. but it really has been a huge help with me in my journey. Getting on there early, coming down here with, I think I had like 120,000 at the time when I moved here. So like I had something going Yeah, Yeah, yeah. on TikTok. Instagram, I had like 10K. Okay. So I had something, you know, brewing on TikTok. And then I kind of just took full advantage of that when I didn't have a job when we first moved here. Like we were all kind of unemployed. I was trying to figure it out. So I worked a lot on content. And I think by just being consistent and posting every single day, like you just grow. Like that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe not as quick, but you Mm -hmm. you will see growth. It might take time, but you'll see it. And so for me, my first like spurt of growth was shooting with Francesca Farrago, Mm -hmm. who was on Too Hot to Handle. Okay. So I shot with her for her swimsuit line. She DM me and I was like, oh my God, what? Like Francesca DM me? Like how'd she find me? I had like 12,000 followers at the time. Mm -hmm. TikTok. No, her friend referred her to me because she was looking for a plus size model. And Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, I know Ella. And so Mm -hmm. her friend referred me. So that was amazing. It was insane. I went there. There was like paparazzi there shooting. Like it was just like nuts. Like I was like, what's going on right now? And then that kind of helped me like jump up around like six, seven K followers from that. Like that was a pretty big growth. Okay. By then it was just consistent posting, Mm -hmm. maybe like, you know, some brands that I love would repost it. And then I would like do a shoot with them and they'd repost. It's like collaborating with brands and other creatives really helps with growth. And I was working with a ton of brands on my own and like swimmer brands specifically, and they had following. So like four, three, seven, like all these brands would post me and tag. Here's one thing I've noticed about two, about your content. Mm -hmm. One, it is niche because I feel like 
you have really gotten the whole, you know, self-love body positivity thing down without being like everything out of your mouth is that, you know what I mean? Like right. it's like almost like too much. And I don't right. think you'd ever be too body positive, but you're also, you talk about that. And then you also like, oh, I'm also a person like with other interests and I have a brain and like, this is one part of me. Totally. Um, so I like how you hone in on that. Also, I think that this is just goes to show everyone that like you not only have to take, you know, the reins on what you're doing, you mm -hmm. reach out to brands, you reach out to people, you, you uh, network in a way that's not slimy, kind of like how my TK was on this podcast talking about her I like, love that. networking strategies and taking advantage of every opportunity. It seems like you've done that really well. Like totally. you, every, like, let's say you work with a brand, they send you a swimsuit, you end up like freaking negotiating, shooting with them because you just like, you were honing in on every little opportunity you got totally. and you took it and you ran with it. Yep. And that's a great way to approach social media at all. It's a great way to move to LA one, because the city, the city is the best for that. If you're that kind of person, right. this is the city that's going to make you like right. thrive. You know and what I mean? And capitalizing off every opportunity, like mm -hmm. going off what you say, like if I'm doing a shoot and it's a cool shoe or it's a cool brand, or I'm working with a cool person, I'm going to create at least five pieces of content from that. Yeah. Like people will do cool shit all the time, but if you're trying to grow and really prove that you deserve to be in this industry and you bring something different to the table, Talk about it. Share about it. Yeah. What makes you different? What makes you stand out? Then post about that. Like, how was your experience? Yes. Vlog about it. Make a TikTok about it. Oh, let's do a reel today on today's day. Like, mm -hmm. capitalizing on the marketing behind it all is how I feel like I've built what I've built. Yes. And you've done it in a good way because sometimes I I see people t try to brand them themselves more, you know, aimed at what they're not or what they're not about. So they're like, right. I'm a person who hates when people do this and right. that's my brand. I'm a person who hates when people do this or I'm not this way or right. I'm not this way. I can do that. I'm not this way or I'm not that way. So my brand is kind of like being anti something. Mm -hmm. And the people I've also noticed doing so well are people like you who aren't anti anything. You're just so yourself and like right. it, it's inherently positive mm -hmm. and it's inherently uplifting, uh, genuine as genuine, well. Yeah. Like people can read that really easily. Okay, so now we're going to ask Ella just a few questions that you guys have sent in to either myself or to Ella on her Instagram. And we've got a few good ones here. So we'll start with the first question. This girl says, I'm 24 and interested in modeling. Where should I start? So if you are 24 and you are interested in modeling or anything with influencing, I think your first way to start is DMing 20 people that inspire you and 20 people that are doing exactly what you want to be doing right now. Ask them how they got started, what they should be reading, what they should be looking at. Mm -hmm. You should be watching, if you're really serious about it, you should be watching a video a day on YouTube on different models, how they got started. Studying the craft, um, essentially. Studying the craft, yeah. essentially, for sure. Like mm -hmm. studying how these people did it and, you know, pasting it, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to do that same way. It's not going to work for everyone. What worked for me won't work for someone else. But I could just say, if you really want it, you can make it happen. So yeah. whether that's DMing people, whether it's like messaging agencies and agents and finding the agents on Instagram and reaching out, finding their emails and reaching out, like going on the website and like submitting your photos, mm -hmm. reach out to every photographer that you know, start shooting for free, hit up brands, be like, hey, let me shoot your content for free. Boom, a brand sees that. Oh, she actually knows how to model this swimsuit yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We want her. It just starts by taking action and yes. starting small and slowly but slowly you'll develop like higher end quality clients and you have a pay. Then, you know, it's just starting small and realizing that like 
if you stay consistent at it and reach out to as many people and study as much as you can, you literally can do anything you want. That's one of those things I think that the consistency over time, people don't realize when you say consistency mm -hmm. over time, I mean, sometimes like a lot of time. Right. Like you, a lot of time can pass where you're working and you're not getting any you know, pats on the back, you're right. not getting any public acclaim for this, but you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Cause one day, you know, everyone else who's doing it is going to die out because they're going to be too tired to do it. And then you're going to be left. Right. <laughs> and then you're there and you're ready to go. Well, and going back to SI really quick too, when people see like, Oh my God, how'd you do that? That's crazy. Like you've only been in LA for a year. Yeah. That doesn't seem long at all. And it seems yeah. like a quick growth, but Let's not forget the three years of trying to model in Hawaii. Yeah. Let's not forget that every photo I've posted on Instagram in the last five years have tagged Ashley Graham, MJ, the editor, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the other editors, Tara Lynn, Hunter McGrady, all these other yeah, SI yeah. models for five years straight. Yes. Like, you've been, you've been grinding for that whole time yeah. without getting any, any, any public acclaim no, for that. Not yeah. a comment, not a like, not a share, yeah. not even from my friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's literally like you have to be ready to get embarrassed and fail every single day. All the time. To yeah. succeed. 100%. We were just talking about this and I wanted to note this about the social media thing too. We were talking at lunch before this and I was like asking her more about like, you know, your growth on TikTok and stuff like that. And she was like, well, my growth on TikTok really started because I started doing it when it was embarrassing to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is the key to success on social media. Totally. Once you, if you get it on something, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, if you start when everyone else is confused about what you're doing, it's a good you're, time to yeah, start. You're about, you're about to get you're about famous. To blow up. Yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing way to put it. hundred percent. Like um, Addison Rae and all of them started yes. so young when everyone's like, what's TikTok? That's embarrassing. Yeah, what's going on? Like, but, they, but here's the thing. A lot of the time when you start it, when it's embarrassing, that's just means you just genuinely like it. Right. You know what like I mean? Like it's just like fun. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it for fun. You're, you're not, not doing, doing it to get famous. No, no. Because <laughs> otherwise you'd be like, you know, at that time when TikTok started, you'd be trying to be big on Instagram. Right. Because everyone on Instagram, there was already the blueprint for the Instagram. Totally. Girl. You know what I mean? But the TikTok thing was new. Was a whole new ball. And game. embarrassing. So you got to put in a yeah. couple <laughs> years of being embarrassed. And embarrassing. We're yeah. throwing that back in there. <laughs> and super embarrassing. That's, it's like still embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and don't ever do a dance again. <laughs> and don't. I never did the dance, but I also wasn't confident enough to do the dance, honestly. Right. But that's why I'm not big on TikTok. That's probably why. No, but you have like your aesthetic girl. You I started own, doing my yeah, aesthetic thing. Like you have yeah, like yeah. your brand. <laughs> None of that self-doubt talk yes. around here says. <laughs> I just love that you said that. So yeah, I think that's that's a really good thing to notice. If you are embarrassed right. about posting on a social media platform, you are probably going to be within the group of people who blow up on yeah. that platform. Yeah, you're doing the right thing if you're embarrassed. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> if you made it like a rap song and you're embarrassed about it, keep going. Yeah, you know what I mean? It. Like yeah. your first song, your first book you write, your first TV, yeah. like everything. Like your first DMs out to agencies, your first DMs out yes, to anyone who wants it's to. Yeah, it's, everything is embarrassing. Yeah, so are you kidding me? That's another thing. I really do talk about that a lot. I'm like, okay, listen, it's never going to not be no. embarrassing. It's, it's always, always going to make someone cringe. Yeah, it yeah. will. And that means you're doing the right thing. Like <laughs> drop. We love that. Okay. I want to also rewind because you mentioned mm -hmm. Hawaii twice and I've actually never been to Hawaii mm -hmm. and you went to college in Hawaii. Yeah. Explain yourself. Are you, you didn't, you're not Crazy. from there. No. Okay. I had never even visited there. What? <laughs> I know it's literally insane. Okay. I went to school at the Washington state university. Okay. So I was on like Eastern Washington and I went there because it was you know, big school, big Greek life, yeah, yeah, big yeah. football games, so much fun. Mm -hmm. 
It was fun, but like too much fun. And I didn't want to do that for four years. Okay. So I got really tired of it quickly. Mm -hmm. I did the whole Greek life, the football games. It was so much fun. But I was like, I kind of want to get more out of my college experience. Mm -hmm. There was not much else to do. There wasn't really a nice downtown. There wasn't really much. Yeah. And it was snowing. It was cold. And anyone that knows me knows I love to be tan. I love to be by the water. Give me a beach and a swimsuit. Mm -hmm. Like what the heck? Yes. Have you always been that way? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I'm from the Bay area where it's a little bit more cold, but like I've always wanted to be by the beach. That's where I'm like at the happiest. Yeah. So I was in Washington state. It was a cold winter night. sounds like a movie. And it was Mm -hmm. like snowing. And me and my roommates who were like my best friends at the time were like, why are we here? Like we can go anywhere in the world with the help of our parents right now. Thank God. With like tuition and school. Yes. Why are we in Pullman, Washington? Damn. I'm so jealous. I wish I would have had that realization. Right. We were like, bye, let's go to Hawaii. And we were like, uh, what's the school? Like, we're like Googling like, uh, videos of UH Manoa kids. Like unbelievable. Yeah. We were like, what does the uh, campus look like on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but we literally sent it to Oahu. It was like Honolulu. So it's like 15 minutes away from Waikiki beach. Like it was insane. Like, and you loved it. And I loved it. I got a moped. We like moped around all over the island. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. It was just such a really cool experience. And I studied journalism. I wanted to be a news anchor. Did you start modeling in Hawaii? You were saying? I did, but it was very like minimal. I actually got DM from an agent from SF who I signed to later, um, who like scouted me through Instagram. So when people were like, how'd you get started with modeling? Basically I got scouted, which I was lucky in that essence. You know, I didn't have to do the whole agency hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, all started from like Instagram photos and bikinis in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Nuts. I wish I would have lived So you've in never Hawaii. been, you said? Never been. You got to go. Joe, if, if you're listening to this, you better take her to Hawaii <laughs> tomorrow. He, I think he went like with his family, like right before I met him. Mm-hmm. He went to Hawaii mm-hmm. and I just never had, since I've lived in LA, I've honestly never had the money to go there. Right. Because obviously I started from the very bottom. Totally. And I was like, if I was going to go anywhere, I would like go to New York to fashion week or something like blow all my money on like going to fashion week and right. with people Networking. and like all that stuff. So now the last like year or so is now when I have like money and I also have Joe. Thanks. Love that. Thanks Joe. <laughs> hey, anyways. Hi. Um, and I can actually have like, I can actually have that time, but now Joe is in season for eight months out of the year. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. You're like, can you just take a little, yeah. little weekend? We might go for my birthday, Fine. which is the, like the 30th, December 30th, which I mean, that would be epic. Cause it'll be new year's too. Right. Which is like, sorry, Joe, it's really fucking expensive. But yeah, well, anyways, like, anyways, we're gonna have my problem. Kiki, <laughs> <laughs> we're coming. Anyways, um, no, that's amazing. And I also like that just is one of those, that's another time in your life that you just kind of sent it. Totally. You didn't even know what you're getting yourself into. You were like, this sounds good. Let's go. Right. Like, Fuck talk it. about risk. That's how <laughs> yeah. we are living, baby. Like, I love it. Number one thing I recommend is take a risk. You gotta take a risk. Yep. Okay, so a lot of these questions actually were more about like how you used to get started modeling. Did you get scouted, et cetera? So how do you deal with haters on the interwebs? Yeah, so I get asked this a lot because I do get hate, but surprisingly, I actually get more love than I would say hate, which is really cool. That's a good way to look at it, one. It is, Mm -hmm. yeah, perspective. I do get a lot of love, so I need to focus on that. But I do get a lot of hate, right? I think it's coming from people that don't know who I am. They don't know my health records. They don't know that I work out every day. They don't know my life. Mm -hmm. So I have to take it like this person is hurting. This person's insecure. Mm -hmm. So no one that is happy and positive in life will tear down someone else. Unless you realize that the person that's tearing you down 
is really just hurting inside, you come kind of at a point of like empathy and like you feel a little sympathetic towards them. Yeah. So I've had to like challenge myself to make me realize that almost nothing in life is personal. Mm -hmm. So when someone attacks me, it's not personal to me. It's personal to them. To them, yeah. And once I realized that, it kind of gave me that freedom to not let it bother me. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm not feeling my best because I'm not confident 24-7. And it does hurt a little bit. It's like, ooh, that one kind of stung. Or like you kind of hit like a soft spot there. Or like I was feeling weird about my body today. And then you mentioned that. And like now I feel like actually disgusting. Okay. (laughs) So those times are rare. But they happen. They happen to everyone too. Happen to everyone. No one's perfect. No one's confident Mm 24-7. I think like... In those times, do what makes you feel best. If you want to clap back, clap back. Yeah. If you want to say, fuck you, fuck you. Mm-hmm. If you want to block them and get them out of your life, block them. Well, then it's personal to you on your end. Like you're right. allowed to do what you want to do now. Totally. To feel good about what you're doing. Well, because they made the decision and the choice to say yeah, that. Exactly. You have the decision and the choice to react the way you want to react. Yeah. So you can take a high road if you want. If you're feeling shitty, take the low road and roast them back. Great. Whatever you Block whatever them, makes you feel you better. Know, yeah. If you don't want to see that and you don't want the negative, the negativity in your space, you have every right to block that person. Oh, I love blocking now. Yeah. If someone says something to me that even slightly bothers me, blocked. Yeah, blocked. Like not, my, not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. Don't want to deal with you. Right. Okay, that's amazing. And another question I had a lot for you is is there a time mm-hmm. being, you know, the size that you are mm-hmm. wanting to model? Because when I was young, like I remember Looking at models in the magazines, standard practice. They're size zero. They're five right. eleven. They look like skyscrapers. Sometimes I would see these girls in person, and they literally towering over. They it makes no sense the way their body is made. Like no one looks like that, right? Like right. five people look like that, right? Is there ever a time that you remember in your life, you know, that you really had to be like honing in on your own confidence, or have you always just been a confident person? I feel like every day I have to hone in on it okay. because it's so easy to get chewed and spit out and mm-hmm. it's so easy to feel like crap and I'm surrounded by the most stunning people and you it's know, hard. The stunning people also feel the same way. Right. Yeah. If not more what than what I feel. What you think is stunning, they're also looking at you thinking, oh, this, you know, this Isn't is wrong with crazy? me and this is wrong with, like everyone's looking at each other. Everyone is no comparing. No matter the size, maybe we're comparing bodies, we're comparing faces, yep. we're comparing yep. intelligence, like whatever it is. Hair, skin, nails, like like literally anything. I just notice in modeling the most, it's changed a lot. Obviously, over Mm -hmm. the course of the last 10 years, it's changed so much. And it's given so much opportunity to people who are unbelievably beautiful people inside and out. And it's not as restricting. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's still like like the face. It's all about the face. Everyone's truly stunning, amazing. But now they're just letting in more realistic body types. Totally. Like these, when I say these people, guys, when I, the first time I ever saw supermodels in real life, like the girls who used to be gracing the covers of SI and right. only them, they literally look like their bodies don't make sense. They look like angels. They look no, like they're floating. Literally. Right? And I think like it's Victoria's so important. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. And it's, it's, I love that too. And I think they're absolutely beautiful. Totally. But the way that now people, you know, it's been, it's more towards people want to see their own body types represented in magazines like this. Totally. And I know that sometimes in the modeling industry, no matter your, your, you know, quote, modeling regular size, your plus size, your whatever, everyone fixates on their body, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So for you, you're saying like every day is kind of still like, you're still like waking up and amping yourself up with confidence. Mm -hmm. There was no point where you were like, you know what? 
fuck it. I'm going to do exactly what I want to. And I'm oh, just going 100%. to be confident. There was. Oh, there was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I used to be like extremely insecure. Like even okay. in Hawaii, in Washington, I would wake up every day and like walk in the snow to the gym because I was like madly insecure. Like, okay. I would like go to the dining hall and only let myself eat like chicken and rice and salad every single mm-hmm. day. Like I was very insecure and I was probably 20 pounds lighter than What's but you were crazy. not happy because you weren't happy. living your best life. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't confident. And confidence, there's no size to it. Yeah. I'm my most confident self now, the heaviest I've ever been, the most confident. Yeah. So it's crazy that, like, sometimes the smallest people and the most stunning people that I know or that are my friends are the most insecure. Yeah. And it's, like, the biggest girls on set are the most positive, happy. Because it's like, not it's, about the size yeah. of your fucking body. You it's know? just so crazy to really realize that. Mm-hmm. But I think I finally, when I went to Hawaii – Decided that I was tired. I was tired. I was tired of being tired. Yeah. I was tired of deleting the photos. I was tired of like not liking any photo. I was tired of not like, you know, shopping to get my right size because I was yeah. trying to squeeze into that size four that I wasn't anymore. Like mm-hmm. I was just tired of not being me and like trying to be someone that I wasn't. And I'm just curvier. I'm Greek. I'm naturally curvier. Like I'm just tired of like trying to think I need to fit in and look a certain way when I don't need to. So I kind of realized like I'm done. Like it was literally in Hawaii when I was like, I'm done. And I started to embrace my curves, like embrace my new weight gain, like embrace my new size. And I've been so much happier now. Yeah. And it's been like, you know, sky's the limit now once you find that. And I feel like you almost accidentally, once you accepted that for yourself, you started accidentally being like an icon for people who also wanted the same things. You know what I mean? Like who also maybe traipsed the snow to go to the gym because they were feeling really not confident with their body. Or maybe were, you know, not eating the foods that they really wanted to eat. They were being really strict with their diet because they didn't, they all, they would just lived to change their body. And it's so freeing when you just live to be yourself, kind Mm -hmm. of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, that is such a milestone. And the thing is, the second you did that and the second you kind of started off on that journey Mm -hmm. of self-confidence, the second anyone does is when it like all started turning around for you and like making so much sense. Like it all makes sense now. Like you feel like you found a purpose. You feel like Mm -hmm. you're doing what you want to do. And it's like, it can get, you know, plus size models in this whole space that I'm in can get pinned to like, oh, you're promoting unhealthy lifestyles and unhealthy standards, or why are we glorifying obesity? I get all the time. Hilarious. But like, for me, it's like, I'm always a firm believer on being your best self. Like my mission and my voice is like, be the best version of you. Mm -hmm. And I promote health all the time. I'm working out on my stories every day. The exact opposite of what they're saying. So it's like, just because I'm curvier, people are so triggered. They think I'm glorifying sitting on the couch all day eating chips, but that's not even my lifestyle. So if people could stop being so ignorant to the fact that plus size and curvy creators and curvy people that Mm -hmm. exist every day aren't eating like donuts every day <laughs> and like actually realize that we are normal people. If You're not healthy. the most average size body in America is a size US 14 right now. So yes. it's like, why are we pinning these people to be so unhealthy all the time? So it's like my whole brand and notion is like, I'm not telling you to shove your face with pizza every day. And some yeah. people might tell you, and that's fine if that's how you want to live your life. But like, I'm all about being the best version of yourself. I'm not here to trigger anyone. For nutrients. Yes. Having the energy. energy. But then, sis, if you want to eat the fucking pizza, eat eat it. it. And if you want to like not restrict food, don't restrict food because I don't really restrict food. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like aware of it. Like I'm, I'm trying to be more aware of what I eat, but I'm not restrictive. I think it's very unhealthy sometimes. Well, I think from what I can tell about you, you're very, in terms of diet and exercise, it's about, you know, 
being able to sustain, sustain your lifestyle. Right. So like you have to get up in the morning and do stuff. Like, are you feeding yourself enough to get energy? Are you doing all these right. things? Like, and again, if you, the mental thing that's for me, I noticed at least I have to be really, what is the word here? Loose on my lifestyle and my diet and stuff because right. the second that I get too obsessive over it I just know that I go into this thing where like I think about it all the time spiraling. and I'm just like spiraling mm-hmm. you know tracking all this stuff like I did that for one year in college and I was like Depressed. this is miserable yeah. and I wasn't even helping like no. nothing was helping the, no. sec- the more you're obsessing over it the more you're like thinking about it the more I'm like not gonna get yeah, to your goal weight <laughs> like yeah happen. no so I like that you say that a lot and everyone's a different size and also yes this, the average size in the United States is a 14 I think it literally is woman you yeah. 14 yeah Ugh, I fucking love that, I, that and crazy? I love that you know SI everyone talks about you know it's been kind of doing that for a while to where they're they're trying to be more inclusive and they've done that really well and I think that in the beginning they were one of the only people doing it and now it's not necessarily here's the regular models here are the plus size models everyone's kind of like melded into one right you know what I mean and there's so many different sizes now like right all over the fucking map it's just important in life for like representation Mm -hmm. like representing like I believe like everyone deserves to be represented, like not yeah. even in the modeling industry, the business world. Like, Absolutely. You know, like let's see the woman working on Wall Street. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. just be represented and having every ethnicity and every color and every size. Like if I saw myself on a billboard when I was younger, my life would change. Yeah. Seeing Ashley Graham on the 2016 cover of SI changed my life and made yeah. me realize that I can do it too. So that's it's why representation so matters. Yeah. So I love being that girl and that woman for other people to see because when yeah. we all grew up, we didn't have that. Yeah. No, you're like that for a lot of people. And I can tell by your content on social media mm-hmm. and the people who repost you and right. all that stuff. It's you crazy. You can tell. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's very, honestly, humbling when you see that you've changed someone's life like that. Totally. Wild. It really, like, it's unreal. Like, to see this morning, I saw I was on some girl's vision board. I'm yeah. like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like that's me. That, like, <laughs> I have a vision board of, like, Ashley Graham and all yeah, these yeah, other yeah. iconic models. And to see myself, like, it's just, yeah, it's humbling. It's, yeah. It's really You're cool to that see that, like, now. trickling effect. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing I want to ask you. You've got a lot of things coming up. Yes. You're going full steam ahead. Yes. So please give us a little promo announcement of your big project that you launched today. I'm so excited. You guys are literally beaming right now. Okay. So I've been working on a swimsuit collection with another small brand based in Toronto, Canada Mm -hmm. for the last 11, 12 months now. So it's been a long time in the works. Yeah. And today was the first day I launched the teaser. Okay. Insane. By the time you guys are listening to this, you'll be seeing a lot more content on my Instagram of it, but it's size inclusive and it goes from a small to a three XL. Okay. It's made and manufactured and everything in LA, which was like so cool for me because before her old supplier was in China and I really wanted to get it LA based. Okay. So we like interviewed the suppliers, found it. We picked all the fabric. The fabric's insane. The colors are unreal. Okay. It's a collection of five pieces, three bikinis, two one pieces. It literally hugs your curves. It makes every size and body shape like look unbelievable. Like it cuts in and flatters like every size. It's like insane. Uh So I'm so excited. She was telling me she does. We were talking about just like production and like having a business and stuff. And she was telling me how involved she has been in this. Right. Which is crazy as a collaboration. Like the design, the fabric, like you really put your mark on this 
totally. collection. A hundred percent. Totally. So go check out her Instagram. I'll put her all of her information in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Where what's your where can we look so for? So you? you can find me on Instagram and TikTok right now at Ella Halikis. Mm-hmm. You can find all my fun content, very empowering. I love to do like inspirational posts and reels and yeah, check me out. And you can check out our collection on pebblesandpalms.com. So it's the Ella Times PNP collection and wear the damn bikini. Where does that officially or when does that officially launch? September 20th of this okay. month. It will launch to the public. Okay, cool. What's today? We have about like two weeks. Is. I yeah. know. I'm like, what day is it? We'll shit? be we'll be gearing up for that launch Amazing. when y'all hear this. Yes. So go follow her, and you can learn all about that. If you came over from Ella's socials, hi, I'm Peyton. Yeah, follow <laughs> Peyton. She's a fun gal. Her aesthetics uh, and just like vibe is unreal. Like you need to follow. And yeah, follow uh, Note to Self on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review. Yeah. If you have a moment, when I look at people's reviews, I have to go look today. I haven't looked in like two weeks. It's the cutest thing. People literally like. I love. Isn't it just crazy when someone takes their time out of their day to like write something nice? Yeah. You're like, there's so so much hate. It's crazy when you get like something really nice. You're like, a little tear. It makes you like keep going too, yeah. you know, when it's things really get exciting. hard, like this, this is not easy, you no, know, not to at see all. that. It's like a very encouraging it's thing. It's nice. So yeah, go rate and review. You can follow me. Everything will be in, in the show notes as well. Again, like I said, all of Ella's links will be there. I'll also link to the website too. Yeah. You can send me that. I'll make sure I do that in there. For sure. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ella, for coming all the way to Thanks downtown LA. <laughs> oh my God. In honor. And like lunch was amazing with our Aperol Spritz. Oh my God. Aperol Spritz and Zinc La Bowls. Y'all got to try them. Like you're kidding. Insane. <laughs> Use our discount code Peyton20 yeah, and LA20 for 20% off at checkout. Yes. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks guys.